The Frequency Podcast with Nautica De La Cruz and Amy Lopez. Amy. Nautica. How are you, mama? I'm good. How are you? You're surviving this rainstorm here that it's been so brutal. I am surviving rainstorm. Mm. It's like, you know how they say it's raining cats and dogs? Yes. I had a veteran at work tell me, he's like, no, it's not raining cats and dogs. It's like specifically mastiffs and tigers outside. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Bears and tigers. He's like, what's the biggest dog you can think of? I was like, I don't know. I was like, the King Corso. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, yeah, what's the biggest cat you could think of? I was like, I was like, I don't know, a lion. He's like, yeah. He's like, that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> well, that's what we're going with. Well, welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm Nautica de la Cruz. I'm Amy Lopez. And yes, we are here in Los Angeles trying to survive the uh, brutal rainstorm, which has affected Long Beach, LA, San Diego, Oxnard, Santa Barbara. Really bad. Trees down, mudslides cars floating over rivers and even power outages. I don't know if you've seen some of the either TikTok videos or the Instagram videos, but cars just sliding down, going down, who knows where I'm like, Oh my God, that was someone's car. That was someone's Mm -hmm. means of transportation from point A to point B. Like Mm -hmm. what now? What if you go outside and you go, where the fuck is my car? Do you, do you uh, report it stolen? And then it's like, who stole it? Oh, the water. <laughs> I, yeah. Did you, did you know that not every insurance policy covers if, you're, if your car gets flooded? Really? You better check. Mm, yeah. I need to check that. Um, and Southern California, we're just not prepared for this weather. No, we, we're we, not. We're not. And we're in denial that it's not going to be like a constant thing every year. We, we've gone through this the past three years with rain. Yes, we have. Like we need it. Yes, we 100% need the rain, but our drought makes the the soil so hard that it takes so long for water to be absorbed. It just kind of rides on top of this rock hard dirt until it, like you said, mudslides over. I know. I saw some some houses, some uh, certain areas in Santa Barbara, and I was like, oh my god! I saw this one. It was on the news. And uh, they did it on the Instagram feed on Fox. And oh my God. So the guy from like three houses up in the hill goes, that was the foundation of the house. And like a mile down, he goes, that's the house. I was like, oh my goodness. Like what yeah, do like you do? Driveways getting swept away. Um, I think on Monday, what day is it today? I don't even know what day it is today. But mm-hmm. um, I think it was on Monday that I saw a piano being like swifted down a hill. I was like, really? first off, what the, did they put it out on the curb? Like, like a grand piano just flying down the hill. Oh my God. That is just, ah, uh. well, on another note, um, I finally, um, followed the assignment <laughs> that you gave me. Um, I started uh-huh. watching the Netflix series fool me once and actually it's pretty good. I've, I've only watched two episodes. Have you watched the rest of the series? I've seen the whole series that fool me one series. I binged it in one day of laundry. Okay. Like it was, it was uncalled for, but I did it. Oh, okay. No, I'm, I'm on episode, uh, episode two, but I'm, I have questions, but I guess I'm going to wait until 
maybe later then I'll ask you or <laughs> but I'm 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 very curious but actually it's a really good series how did you find it or you were just snooping around and were like well let me it see was it was about. yeah it was one of those um what do you call it like suggested for you or whatever on Netflix oh, or okay. like though you know how it says because you watch this like yes. you might like this yes. it was one of those oh Amazon. okay all right well what about Griselda have you started Griselda I started Griselda and I must confess that I didn't get into it. Like the first episode, mm -hmm. it took me a while. Like I've, I had to start it. It like needed my undivided attention. I it yeah. couldn't, it's not the type of show where I could do it while I'm doing laundry and like miss a couple of things. Like I would come back and I'm like, what? Like what? No, let me rewind it. Mm -hmm. So I was really annoyed the first episode, but I'm, I'm like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> no, it, it is definitely one that you, if you need to go to the restroom, like you need to put it on pause and then come back and whatever, yeah. if you need to get a snack or whatnot, but you know, because every second of this series counts and it tells the story, you know? So anyway, so when you finish watching it, let me know. And then when I finish watching Fool, uh, Fool Me Once, I'll let you know as well. Um, so today we, we got a letter, Amy, and um, well, we got it this uh, last week, but I wanted to read it this week. And this one kind of hits home for me in a particular area. Um, but first, I want to help this this young man out. Well, yeah, he's an older man, but it's okay. Um, I want to help him out. But um, I think this letter has different angles. And um, well, let's go ahead and start it. All right. It says, Dear Ladies, I'm originally from San Francisco, but moved to Scottsdale, Arizona. I moved in with my cousin and his family about a year ago. The week after Thanksgiving, my cousin passed away from a heart attack. He was my age, 44. Since then, I've been there for his teenage son and helping his wife financially and with stuff around the house. I have ended up getting extra close with his wife. We have been there for each other and our feelings have grown strong for one another. For the past month, we've been like a couple. We sleep in the same bed. We have family dinners and we take their son almost everywhere like a family. I know my family would not approve of this, but I can't help who I love. How do we tell my family that we are now a couple? I'm a bit nervous. Any advice, ladies? Thank you very much. James T. of Scottsdale, Arizona. I know I said the same thing. I, I kind of was like, <gasps> I, I gasped and I was like, oh, I feel for you in so many ways, but I also feel like this is so wrong in so many ways, but I'll let you start, Amy. When did he pass away? He passed uh, the week after Thanksgiving. So I did the math a little bit. We're talking about two and a half months since Thanksgiving till this week of, of uh, February. I don't think they should say anything until they truly figure out what that relationship is. Because it could just be a, a grieving united in of... grief. Yeah, like they both loved this person, you know. Um, and they're both going through the exact same time. Is it really that they are in love with each other or good for each other? Or did they just find comfort in each other? Well, he says, I know my family wouldn't approve of this, but I can't help who I love. Yeah. I mean, but again, when you grieve, you do a lot to mask mm -hmm. the grieving. Uh, I've seen people grieve in different ways. Some people grieve by and you can grieve any you can grieve somebody in life like you can grieve the loss of someone um that didn't necessarily pass away 
right? Okay, right. They're, they're just out of your life. So you're grieving a relationship. And that happens, that can happen with people who, um, you know, those, what are they called? Uh, the people that can't be single. Um, mm, I don't know. They go from relationship like a, to relationship. Like a serial, you know, serial dater or whatever. A narcissist? Like they, <laughs> Covert narcissist? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, some narcissistic traits of it, but yeah, um, they just can't be single, you okay. know, so they, and they, the way they cope with getting out of one relationship is to jump into another one. They're very and dependent on that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they need someone to tell them it's going to be okay, someone to feel what they're feeling and validate their feelings. And, you know, although those are all great things to have in a relationship, they're not being given to you for the right reasons at that time. That's why they say, you know, you should give yourself time between, you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. You should learn learn how to be yourself and learn what it is that you need. So I think that it's too soon to tell whether, you know, is he in love with the idea of this woman who's a great mom and, you know, admires her for all those qualities. And, you know, it just so happens that he gave her the light of day because she was vulnerable and he came in like a knight in shining armor and took care of everything. And then for her, it's like, do you really love him? Do you really care for him in that way? Or do you love the fact that he's your saver? It's like Captain Save a Ho, not to call her a ho. Right. But no, we're not. It's that, same, it's that same thing. Sorry, I'm, I'm battling a cold myself. You but. know, if there's one sentence in here, though, when he, okay, there's actually two sentences in this letter, if we dissect it, right? That gets me is one. I moved in with my cousin and his family about a year ago. Feelings can develop within a year, even if he's not being transparent about them or even showed, but I'm sure there was something in him that this brought them together. And the fact that he says, I can't help who I love, like those sentences right there, I I get the grieving process. You know, everyone does grieve differently, but to me... I feel like this is all wrong. I know even, and I hate to get biblical, but I know there's something in the Bible about, um, I think it's in um, Deuteronomy, I think is something about not dating or not marrying family members of a person that you were with. But I also have to say how this hits home is, and I'm telling my business here, is that my grand, my grandmother, my biological grandmother passed away giving birth to her last child. This was her uh, sixth child. And um, she passed away and my grandfather ended up marrying one of her sisters, her, one of her oldest sisters. Um, I guess they were kind of in the age, same age bracket, minus two, four years. And she had had two kids of her own. No, I'm sorry. She had one child of her own. And so she married my grandfather. So my my great aunt is also my grandmother. You understand? Does that make sense to you? And I always, like, I didn't know that was a family secret. And when I found out, I was like, oh God. But my great grandmother told my, my grandmother, AKA also my great aunt, like <clears throat> he is a widower and you are divorced. And so I think you should step in as the role of the mom. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I think 
I, I don't even think that they dated. I think that they got married like within months after my, my biological mother, my biological grandmother passed away. But I just always found like, ah, that was just, that was a lot for me to take. And I think even in this, even in this letter, even though it, it is your cousin, I just don't feel that you should be messing with family. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. and, and also it raises the question of like, oh, were y'all messing before he passed away? Or did you have these feelings prior? or it raises a lot of questions. But I really think, um, and I have to agree with you on this. One, I wouldn't say anything to the family. Two, give this some like a really long time to even know if this is even true, because right now you're grieving, you're missing, you're, you need comfort within each other. And yeah, you're playing house. You are playing house. And, and I just... I mean, I, he hasn't even been gone three, four months, like not even a year, like not even six months. Like, ah, it just, all of this just gives me a stomach ache. <laughs> yeah, no, I 100% agree. I mean, it, it's, I don't know how I missed the fact that you, that he moved in with them before he passed away. But um, right now that you said that, I just thought of, of that whole, like we're feeling, yes, obviously feelings were growing prior to. Okay. And, and then he just jumped in and was like, this is my opportunity to live the life. It's one, it's like a freaking lifetime movie where, um, not to say that he did anything to his cousin, but where you have the one person move in and they're like, this is my family. You know, of there course. was a, there was a movie with, with, uh, was it Beyonce? Oh yeah. But there was also, um, something rock the cradle rock. The, remember that scary? Movie? Yeah. Not scary, but where, it was like a thriller. Yeah. Uh, where like homegirl comes in and she's like, this is my family now. And like takes yeah. out the mom. Right. Yeah. So it, it strikes me as that type of situation. Like you moved in with your cousin's family and you loved the idea of his family. You love, you love the life he created. You loved the relationship they had. So then you just went in and it was like a build, not even a build your own. It's already assembled family for you that you just came and swooped up. But I don't think, I, I don't think it's right. I, it's, no, I, oh, I can't. I can't think of a scenario mm -hmm. where I would be okay with a family member doing this, mm -hmm. or you know, or me putting myself in a situation was like, where, where can I justify, you know, coming in and <laughs> marrying any of my cousin's ex or widowed husband? Like, it's just hell no. Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't do that. In in my eyes, especially in, in Latino communities, you grow up with family or that isn't even really family. You just grow up, this is Theo so-and-so, and this yeah. is uncle this, and, and Tia this. But they're not blood related to you in any way, right? Correct. And then there's so many stories where it's like, oh, yeah, I, I fell in love with my cousin, but he's not really my cousin. I just grew up thinking he's my cousin. And they try to justify that there's no DNA that's being shared or mixed <laughs> up. But it's right? like, no, mentally, no. Mm -mm. that is your family member. Like, I, I no. <laughs> no, it can't, it can't cross my mind. Oh, the uh, movie that we were talking about was The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. That was the suspense okay. movie. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, it was bothering me. I had to look it up. But no, I'm with you on that because we... We grew up with a lot of extra tias and tios and cousins. And it's like, mm, mm -hmm. nah, 
you may be cute, but no, we don't no, we don't cross that line. And I, there's yeah. one thing. And I think learning that story from my, my background, I was like, Oh God, no cousins gross. That's just families. Just no, like there's <laughs> 7 billion people in this world for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like yeah. somebody around the corner or, you know, from <laughs> two towns over, but you know, but then again, you know, I also think about, okay, that was mid mid 1940s. You understand? So 1940s moving forward to 2024. Okay. Maybe 1940s. That was probably the standard, not the standard, but as not far the as standard, but I could see how it wasn't frowned upon because exactly. they would rather, they would rather a family member step Come in, in mm -hmm. than to have some random, you know, stepmother quote unquote, you know, treat or stepfather treat their current children or grandchildren like, you know, those redheaded stepchildren, as they say, like unwanted or, or not give them their place. Yeah. So no. back then it was, it was common actually for, you know, siblings to step in and parent, you know, even, even their own, their own family members, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, like we talked about in the last, in the last episode, parents pass away and, you know, now you're not sister anymore. You turn into mom. Yeah. And a lot of, there's a lot of stories that, that people, I don't know if they've written into us, but I know I've read stories and I've heard podcasts on stories that people are trying to figure out whether to tell their kids that they're actually their sibling. Oh, I see. I got you. Okay. You know? Right. So it's like, it's not so far-fetched, like what mm -hmm. happened with your grandmother or great aunt um, back then. But, you know, this, this is just, no, sorry, no, guy, like, I, I check yourself James... and, you know, you both need time to figure shit out. Oh, yeah. I mean, James, you and, and, and her definitely need some time to step away and just really assess this situation because I don't, this is, like I said, this is 2024 and, and things are very frowned upon very easily versus what we were talking about earlier, 1940s, where families stepped in. Hey, if we were in crisis. We stepped in. If, if you lost your parent, you know, we stepped in as parent or tia or tio or whatever, or even grandparents raised their grandchildren as their own kids. If something happened to their children, you know, mm -hmm. but this is, uh, this is a, a different error and also uh he's only been gone for less than three months and i i this just does not sit well with me but um we can't tell you how to live your life you're going to live your life how you want to live your life but at the same time i think you really need to make good decisions yeah and if two complete strangers are feeling the offense of the actions that you're having, you know, and, and how, you know, we're telling you, you know, like it's, it just doesn't seem right, you know, and we don't know you from a freaking rock on the street. Mm -hmm. But how is your family going to feel about it? You know, so think about that. Think about, you know, think about the kid, you know, what's the kid going to have to go through and explain, you're going to have to explain that, mm -hmm. you know, kids do the math, and maybe not now, but later, you know, those days are going to get tough. So. Well, and that's a that's a teenage son, too. And I'm sure that he's going through a lot as well. And this is probably the last thing, you know, I don't know if the child yeah. has seen the affection, mm -hmm. but they go out as family. They, you know, they have family dinners and all that. But teenagers also, they don't take things very lightly as well. James, we, we wish you the best. And um, like Amy said, if we're two strangers, not even feeling comfortable about this, imagine. But um, but there you go. Hope we could put some sense into you, help you out and so forth. And Amy, you know, you could tell 
them where they could find us, where they could write us. Yeah, you can reach out to us, send us an email, or find us on social media, Frequency Podcast on all platforms, or sending us an email directly at Frequency at gmail.com. Bueno, pues. Bye. Bye. <laughs>